I grew up in an environment that encouraged violence. Uh, the judge of a man was whether or not he was capable of extreme violence right now. And kind of what I idolized growing up. And when you focus on something, that's what you become. And then you look around and you don't know how you got there. I've seen who I am left to my own devices. I've seen who I am in the absence of God. And it's a monster. Welcome to Effective Heart Change, where we are passionate about becoming life givers in our circle of influence. Levi, it's great to have you join us today. We've been talking about the Good Grief series, and I want to tag team on that as we go through this interview time. But before we get there, congratulations. Today is a great day for you. Five years sober. Five that is years exciting. sober. How does it feel? Um, like a lot of work. <laughs> it, in, in other words, it hasn't been all easy? No, most of it's hard. Lots of heart change, lots of growth, lots of stuff to heal, stuff to overcome. One of the one-liners that I use is, if it don't show up, you won't grow up. I take it you've had a few things show up over the years. Yeah, um, lots of trauma, lots of anger. Uh, different things get triggered at different times, show up in different unexpected ways. Actually, before I get ahead of myself, I want to say uh, congratulations to you, too. Just the, the viewers don't necessarily know, so I want to share. Almost a year ago now, we designated you, gave you the title as being the assistant director of the Omega Project. You started working with the Omega Workforce and with Live Free Ministries, the Omega Project, as a regular employee transition there, and now you're up to five years of sobriety. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I'm probably happier than I've ever been in my life. My daily life is enjoyable. I'm married. I love my, my wife. I, I love what I get to do every day. I'm in a good place. Many times when people are thinking of that transformation, they don't think about the struggles. They don't think about the pain. And we've just come out of the Good Grief series where we spent a lot of time talking about exhaustion was one of the times that I talked about where you just hit that place and you're exhausted and you're trying to get it surrendered. You're trying to get it handed off to God. You've been through some of that lately. You've really experienced deep things that you thought you were past. Share a little bit about some of the experiences you've been through. My mom was an alcoholic and an addict and was in a lot of bad relationships. She's dead now. She drank and used all the way until she passed away. Uh, ten years ago, she got involved with a man, and there was a lot of domestic violence issues, and she ended up with a TBI, uh, which is a traumatic brain injury. Um, Never could walk right again. Um, well, the gentleman responsible about 10 years later shows up at Omega and was here, and we did what we could to minister to him and plant seeds. He moved on, but I kind of believe God brought him here to bring up different levels of anger in my heart and 
stuff that I hadn't really surrendered and turned over to God, stuff that I just kind of stuffed and didn't want to deal with, so I just put it away. Many times, getting to a better place requires walking through extremely difficult stuff. And oh, absolutely. Again, if it don't show up, you won't grow up. We go through a triggering process. Stuff bubbles up to the surface. You and I have had many conversations over the years where you were just at a point like that. It was a point of frustration. In fact, I joke a lot of times, if, if one meeting had been one day longer, you, you wouldn't have made it. You know, yes, in that, absolutely. In that first year, we didn't have the daily meetings that we have now. And frankly, if we had had those kind of meetings, you were resistant enough to the things of Christ and to what we were doing that it might not have worked for you, but it was a perfect fit for you. You made it basically from one meeting to the next, from one tragedy to the next, to one anniversary of a death to the next. Recall some of those experiences of that first year. After my mom died, uh, things got really out of control. Something had to change. I came here, and I believe it was kind of God's purpose to, to bring me to a place to where I could heal. There was a bunch of trauma upcoming in my life. Um, my grandma passed, my aunt and uncle passed away on the same day, completely separate ordeals, but both were in active addiction, never made it out alive. Uh, I've had a lot of friends pass away in active addiction. Uh, I had a cousin that lost a baby. Just lots of trauma, lots of struggle, lots of points to where I could have given up, given up. I could have hardened my heart. I could have went back to what I know, but there was always grace there. There was always somebody extending a hand. There was always a meeting I could attend or a, a church service. Pastor and I have a really deep relationship, and he's my mentor. He's my friend. Uh, he's walked me through some of the hardest moments in my life, and they are hard. They are ugly. Uh, when you're dealing with deep trauma, with deep pain, and you're in a state of emotional shutdown, and the lights are coming back on, and you're starting to feel, and you don't know how to deal with this stuff, and you're dealing with tears and emotion and grief and sadness, and you don't know where it's coming from, you have to have somebody positive in your life. You have to have a godly influence. You have to have people to uplift you, people to pour into you, people to to love you, to love on you, to heal you. Even though my wife's been very much involved, recently we watched a movie where a person was coming out of prison and trying to overcome the odds. And it was interesting how that just kind of took her breath away. And she, as she watched this, it's like, wow, no wonder people don't have a chance. And, and I found that interesting because here she is, married to me, very much around people in the program, gets to see it, but that portrayal on the movie really touched her, and it, it visually brought something to her that she hadn't seen before. And as you're talking right now, I get that same feel, the, the deaths that you talked about. When people come into a program like this, many times they really have so many things stacked against them, coming after them one after the next over the next and the next and the next in a way that they really don't have a chance unless there's something 
outside of them, just really reaching in and lifting them up and supporting. And so as you're talking about that, that's really powerful. And again, we're just coming off from the grief series. And I want to talk about that in terms of going back to so often we're just really struggling with these things and we've got to receive from God. We need to receive from people or we really don't have a chance. Oh, absolutely. Um, I've seen who I am left to my own devices. I've seen who I am in the absence of God. And it's a monster. I'm diagnosed antisocial, which in layman's terms means I'm a sociopath. Uh, that's where the comment about emotional shutdown and the lights coming back on comes from. I lived a lifestyle <laughs> to where I couldn't really have a conscience anymore. Um, I grew up in an environment that encouraged violence. Uh, the judge of a man was whether or not he was capable of extreme violence right now. And kind of what I idolized growing up. And when you focus on something, that's what you become. And then you look around and you don't know how you got there. You don't know how you became this monster. And you have to unlearn all of these survival instincts that you've taught yourself to just stay alive. I was actually sharing in class this morning, people who struggle with bitterness actually care deeply about relationship. If they didn't care deeply about relationship, there wouldn't be relationship pain, and relationship pain translates then to bitterness. In your life, it's interesting because as you've come alive, you have found out that you care deeply about people. You're an incredible people person. Share a little bit about that. I'm involved with Omega Workforce, and I get to lead about a half dozen people uh, on a daily basis. We, we take all kinds of different jobs, moving, painting, uh, lots of manual labor. And I care about my team. I care about the people that are around me. I'm a longtime leader of the program. I get to be a part of 50 or 60 people's lives at an incredible, intimate relationship. Um, I get to see people come alive in Christ. I get to see people redeemed. I get to see people reconnected with their family. Um, and to be a part of that, to, to see people grow and succeed, is maybe the most fulfilled I've ever been. And that's the center of your life. And I, that's part of the point of this question. You're an incredible people person who in years gone by was literally a sociopath. You hated people. You were shut down. You were angry. You, you didn't care about the lives of other people. But the interesting thing is that comes out of the fact that you actually cared very deeply. I think that's what the shutdown was about. I cared too much and I didn't know how to process. I didn't know how to, to show or re receive love and just wasn't an environment I was really taught in. So I started shutting down. Uh, and once you start that process, it's really hard to stop. I mean, where does it end when you start turning off emotions, when you start turning off morals, when you start turning off conscience, just to, to make it through the next day? Coming off from the grief series, I believe that one of the greatest griefs that all of us experience is where we fall short. And take that to Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. 
God created you to be active and alive and pouring into people's lives. And we see that Levi today. And it's powerful, and it's taken you a period of years to get back to that place. But that's who we see. That's who God created you to be. And that joy and that life is there when you're moving in that zone. But what's interesting, that greatest strength, that thing that you cared about so deeply, also meant you were incredibly vulnerable. So when you were raised in a culture that didn't further that, didn't nurture that, it became crippling and it the pain destroyed was, me. Yeah, the pain was incredibly high. And so grief many times comes out of that exact area. Almost everybody has some kind of dysfunction in their life. Almost everybody gets treated badly somewhere, somehow. But if it's not in this area that you care about, it tends to be easier to let go of. But for you, who you were is this person who is an incredible people person, but you needed to be a man. You needed to be strong. You needed to control people. All of those kinds of things were values that were, so to speak, imposed on you. And it was in contrast with who God created you to be, and that's where so much of the pain came from. Oh, absolutely. When you're not living as God designed you, when you're not walking out who God created you to be, there's a hollowness and emptiness. You're always going to be missing something. And when I don't feel like I'm winning, when I'm losing, I go into this destroy campaign that's just super unhealthy. Uh, that's another aspect that I want to pick up on. When I don't feel like I'm winning, there is a part of you that's highly competitive. There is a part of you that wants to win, and not necessarily in a sense where you're beating other people. That's where it went. That's why you went into a sociopath type of a zone. But for you, it's about people and arriving at potential, and let's be the best we can be. And that's who you really are, but that thing got twisted, and that's what happens to us as people. That thing got twisted just enough that it became sick, and it, it just took you in a path that really was perverse. As you think about the journey that you've come through, what's the most powerful thing that you could share with our listeners that, that helped you turn, that helped you change? move from that place of being in bondage, captured, to a place to where now you're, you're living a free life. Now, I'll qualify that. It's not free as in wonderful every day. You're still fighting through things. Yes. Addiction is heavy. It's hard. It takes a while to come out of. But you're living such a different life now. What, what pointers would you have for our people? Find a mentor. Find somebody that is further along than you are. Find somebody that has qualities that you would like to have and start paying attention to them, start respecting them, start honoring the people around you and start taking advice. Listen. But the mentor thing is so important. Um, Pastor Case and I, I, I wouldn't be where I am today had I not had some pretty direct involvement, at times rebuking, at times correction, at times love, but somebody that was there and available to, to walk with me, um, find you a church, find you a body, find you a group of people who are in the Word, who are in the Spirit, who are caring for one another, who are 
walking in integrity, who have outcomes that you want. One follow-up question in the grief area, what's the best thing you can tell people about walking through that pain, walking through the death, walking through the grief? Any pointers that you can specifically share in that area? When it shows up, be transparent. Uh, Share it with the people around you. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. It's okay to feel. If you don't process through that, you're never going to have different outcomes. If you don't do something different, things will look the same as they've always looked. It has to be dealt with. It has to be processed. Well, Levi, congratulations. Happy five years of sobriety. It was fun to actually tape this on that specific date so we weren't having to move around in that. And and it's fun just to look at your face right now and see that that ear-to-ear grin that you have in, in celebration of that. Today is definitely a victory. I, as I said earlier, I like to win and I feel like this is a big achievement. I'm, it did not come easy. Uh, lots, of, lots of hard days, but the mountaintops are, are beautiful. Well, Levi, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing this message. We want to thank you for joining us. We want to provide stories that inspire you, that help you step into that place It can be painful at times to do what you need to do to be that life giver, but we have that passion to become life givers in our circle of influence. Levi has done that. We challenge you to step up and do that. Thank you for joining us on Effective Heart Change.